Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded May 9th, 2023. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Today in the podcast, we run through our takeaways from 1Q reporting season. Two big things you need to know. First, recovery remains a key theme permeating the S&P 500 earnings stats we've been tracking, helping explain the resiliency of the S&P 500 of late. And second, the tone in S&P 500 earnings calls has generally been balanced in terms of the discussion of recent trends, the state of the consumer, outlooks, and inflation pricing, while commentary on China has been mixed. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that if you vote in II, we'd appreciate your vote in the portfolio strategy category this year. Voting is expected to be in June. Now the details. Starting with takeaway number one. Recovery remains a key theme permeating the S&P 500 earnings stats we've been tracking, helping explain the resiliency of the S&P 500 recently. With the vast majority of S&P 500 results in, 84% through Thursday's close when we froze most of our stats, we've updated the numbers we've been tracking on 1Q reporting season. If there's one overarching theme that we're seeing in the data, it's that a healing process is underway in many sectors. We think that helps explain why the stock market, broadly speaking, has been so resilient recently. More specifically, here's what jumps out so far. The pace of beats is up for the S&P 500 on both earnings and revenues versus the prior quarter. Additionally, bottom-up consensus 2023 earnings forecasts have stabilized at 221, while 2024 consensus stats point to a return of growth. The timing is noteworthy. Typically, in years that see bottom-up earnings forecasts fall, cuts are done by mid-year. Furthermore, earnings sentiment, the rate of upward earnings estimate revisions for FY1 and FY2, is improving, turning positive or getting less negative for 8 out of 11 GIC sectors in the S&P 500 right now. We're seeing this in all of the growth sectors like tech, communication services, and consumer discretionary. We're also seeing it in all of the defensive sectors aside from utilities. And we're also seeing it in value-oriented cyclical sectors, specifically materials and industrials, that were most exposed to supply chain pressures last year. These groups of sectors are all seeing trends improve, getting less negative on the rate of upward revisions or seeing positive revisions return. Energy and financials, which saw upward revisions last year as inflation and interest rates ramped, are the two main exceptions where earnings revision trends were positive last year but are deteriorating and are down in negative territory this year. And finally, some of the sectors experiencing positive trends in earnings sentiment, again the rate of upward revisions, have also seen a pickup in 2023 EPS growth forecasts in percentage terms. That's obviously been offset in declines in other sectors. Moving on to takeaway number two. The tone in S&P 500 earnings calls has generally been pretty balanced. Our team continued to read through S&P 500 earnings call transcripts last week, as we've done all reporting season, and last week we focused on companies in the communication services, consumer discretionary, tech, industrials, and materials sectors. The themes that we've been highlighting over the past few weeks generally remain intact. Here are some of the things that jumped out last week. First, we continue to see balance in the discussion of recent trends between companies highlighting softness and those referencing strength and resiliency. Both camps referenced the uncertain macro backdrop. A few companies highlighted weakness in March, but also referenced improvement or stabilization in April. 
Second, with more consumer companies reporting last week, it's worth noting that we saw a similar balance between companies highlighting consumer health and resiliency versus those emphasizing shifting consumer patterns and price sensitivity. The idea that demand for travel and experiences remained strong was apparent in some of the comments of the travel-related companies, while goods-focused companies were more likely to highlight things like channel shifting. As has been the case throughout reporting season, we saw several companies emphasizing weakness among lower-end consumers. Additionally, in the Outlook discussions, we continued to see some companies emphasize strength and recovery, but others offered admittedly a more cautious view. These divisions on recent trends, the consumer, and outlooks have been seen consistently throughout reporting season and our reading. Meanwhile, comments on inflation and pricing came across as a bit mixed last week. That's also something we've seen throughout reporting season. While commentary on supply chains, as well as labor, continue to be described as having improved significantly. On the regional banking crisis, the companies that spoke about it continue to emphasize limited direct impacts. That's also been a consistent theme in our transcript reviews since March. With fewer financials in the spotlight recently, the tone around cash deployment did seem much better last week than what we observed in the early week of reporting season when we saw more companies talking about scaling back on dividends and buybacks. That thought was simply less apparent last week. Importantly, the messaging on China remained pretty mixed, and that's generally been the case over the past few weeks. Some companies on the China topic have highlighted strength and optimism around the recovery and reopening, but others have highlighted disappointing trends or only a modest recovery. We see the mixed messaging on China as a positive development for the U.S. equity market as it challenges the consensus bull view on China, which caused some rotation in flows to start the year. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the audio-only version of this podcast on Apple and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives. Thank you.